All right. Welcome back to the podcast for this little supplemental to help you take up the torch of independent research. That's right. If you're joining me here, it's because you might be interested in the research methodology and my approach to this podcast. So let's get right into it. And this is actually my second time recording this. How, how does one record over what they recorded already? Good question. Two books really come to mind when it comes to a broad overview of this subject matter. Korean Americans in LA in 92. How do you get started on that? One is to read the book Blue Dreams, Korean Americans in the L.A. Riots by Nancy Abelman and John Lai. This is a really detailed book with a sociological perspective on the Korean American community at the time. But what's nice about it is it doesn't get into the weed of statistics that many sociological accounts might do. The authors actually went out on the streets in the immediate aftermath of the riots in order to interview people who were on the ground. So it has that qualitative approach that's really useful to me, a person who likes stories and has never been good at math. The depth of their research shows. What you get in Blue Dreams is a tapestry of perspectives. This was one of the first sources I read on the subject, and that was good and was also bad. They aren't there to tell the sweeping story of the riots, the way I did in this podcast. They instead use the riots to tell the story of Korean Americans. But I think that, in a way, really added to my perspective of the riots and my ability to kind of take on the Korean American perspective. Because the book didn't get into Rodney King or Daryl Gates, not directly. It got into the lives of those people most affected by it. It nailed the confusion and the bewilderment felt by Korean Americans that I described in four Angel Fire podcasts. National politics just didn't really figure into the imagination of these immigrant communities. Well, not most of the people anyway. Blue Dreams is also exceedingly fair and takes great pains to make sure you read in detail about how Korean Americans interacted with in their community. Because sometimes that interaction was ugly. Sometimes you hear the side of Korean America that isn't quite what was reported in the other sources, and there's no rose-colored glasses, there's not a lot of heroism. What I tried to do and what Blue Dreams successfully did is to make sure that Korean Americans are seen as multivariate and deep and doing that as much as possible. So this book is a critical resource for understanding Korean American perspectives in L.A. in 92. If you're looking for the broad overview of the riots without needing to get into that deep cultural perspective, I think there's no better book than the L.A. Times' own Understanding the Riots, Los Angeles Before and After the Rodney King Case. Understanding the Riots is kind of the shorthand of the book. It's notable in that it puts onto the page many of the articles written by L.A. Times reporters and puts them into a narrative and then also adds in incredible photos. Yes, it's a picture book. And if you're childish like me, yes, picture books are great. But there's a reason these pictures are so important, and that's that during the worst single race riot in American history, Americans had the technology to capture what was going on in video and audio and in vivid color. In fact, the photos are so good and it's sometimes uh, so graphic that I had to put the book down on more than one occasion. Korean Americans are highlighted in a few places, but in general, as these things go, they remain in the background. What's also detailed in the book are the Watts riots of 65, which I think I covered a couple times in the podcast, but I really strayed away from Watts, even though for many in L.A., Watts was the benchmark by which the 92 riots were judged. But for Korean Americans, Watts was often ancient history, something that happened before their arrival. However, if you're looking for the overview of Watts and then how that reflects on the communities in 92, this is great. Understanding the Riots is a must-have book for anyone interested in the subject. I believe it's also available online as a series of free articles on the LA Times website if you can't get into the library. 
My wife also bought me Memoirs of a Cashier, Korean Americans, Racism, and Riots by Dr. Carol Park. I mentioned this one in the podcast, too. It's from the perspective of a young woman who was just a kid during the riots working in her family store. More than anything, Carol's portrayal of the 92 riots is uh, vivid, and it's vivid emotionally. If you want to know where my interest in the emotion of a community comes from, it's here. The anger on display and the way she writes about it between the customers and herself, the customers and the other customers, between the community and police, so that just bleeds off the page. It's really a slice of life, and I can recommend it because it just gets into the psyche of the moment. For Portrait of City Government in L.A., I Got a Hold of Chief by Daryl Gates, also said in the podcast that this book is an unapologetic look at the city from the perspective of the man who ran the police department. Hold your nose for this one. I'm pretty sure that Chief Gates had his strengths as a commander. He was also pretty irritating. On the other hand, he was given one of the toughest jobs in the world, and I don't envy his position. Not now, not in 2020, not in 92. Reading the book, you start to understand the gravity of the emergencies he faced, phenomenon like the crack epidemic or terrorism or the rise of new forms of gang violence. Gates was in charge of security in one of the largest and most complicated cities on the planet, and he writes what he sees as the truth. Now, turning to the audio, we had a ton of audio clips on this podcast. It was a lot of fun bringing them to you, a lot of fun searching them out and seeing which ones would actually fit into the narrative I was telling and see which ones were kind of so low quality that they wouldn't really do anything for you. Anyway, many of them came from local media reports that were posted to YouTube, Likely, those were posted to YouTube illegally. However, I can use them under fair use because I'm commenting on them. So score one for the First Amendment. Score one for having an educational podcast, too. If you're looking for a documentary, look no further than L.A. Burning, which actually gives Korean-American community uh, some time, but also really gets into the nitty-gritty of just every single momentous event of the riots. One of the cooler video projects I found that had great audio was K-Town 92 at ktown92.com, which bills itself as an interactive documentary, which is a concept I hadn't seen before. What do they mean by that is that they have an enormous number of video clips archived on there, from interviews with people like Angela O oh and shopkeepers on the street to clips from the days of the riots themselves, news reports, and, and really including a bunch of pieces I could not find anywhere else. Project director Grace Lee made a super cool tool here that I think is useful to anyone researching the riots and Korean Americans for themselves. Angela O oh was, of course, a huge source for this podcast. For some of her speeches, her longer form uh, or speeches, check out C-SPAN. Many of them are aired there, and you can see her in action. Like many attorneys, she's an engaging speaker, and of course, as you heard, she's a fantastic human being. I hope you can hear her at, out at length. Uh, she is thinking about writing a th book on the 30th anniversary of the riots, and I would love to see that. Maybe we'll review it on the podcast. Otherwise, her book, Open, One Woman's Journey, is out there on the Internet uh, for purchase, uh, talking about her spiritual journey, her views on race in America, and ways to heal the divides. You, of course, can find her interview on here, as well as the interview with Billy and Tim, two of the activists that are working with her on several projects in L.A. Uh, you can find those on the podcast as well. The bottom line of researching Angel Fire was that I had to pull from a ton of sources to create the story you heard. When dealing with an immigrant community where many of the sources I'd be able to consult normally didn't speak English, you have to find help. I had to find secondary sources that could bridge the language divide out of my own ignorance of Korean. 
But in the end, mistakes and misinterpretations were, were likely made. And given the 30-year gap between today and the riots themselves, many of those sources have been lost in time. I, in fact, saw a rumor on an internet message board that many of the guys who had been involved in the events that day have actually died of COVID-19, which would be a shame. Um, rest in peace. There might come a time, hopefully will come a time later, when we can piece together more of these sources a little more easily. I'm really hoping there is an enterprising Californian with a mastery of English and Korean who can create some other work, maybe a long-form book about what happened in April and May of 92, because it's such a hard subject to dive into. So there you have it. A few of my sources, if you want to dig in. In the show notes of this episode, I'm going to put as many of the sources as I can fit before I hit a character limit. At the time of recording, that's just a few, but I'm going to keep adding them. And citation is time-consuming and not always my favorite thing in the world, but I feel responsible for getting all that out there to you. So dumping all the sources in here will hopefully give you some more fodder for your own research. So thanks for listening, and good luck out there in the tinderbox.